Praise the Lord. Allow me to um, recap last week's sermon really quick. Uh, I spoke about the blessings. We talked about the definition of blessings. That blessings are undeserved gifts from God that demonstrate his grace, his love, and provision for our lives. We talked about deciding to have a blessing mindset. Believing God that God will bless you, not to abdicate you from personal responsibilities, but as an enhancement to your effort, super to your natural, to have supernatural provisions for your vision. We talked about having a sharing blessing mindset that when Jesus fed thousands, there was a boy that shared his lunch. And then as that boy shared his lunch, the miracle came and when, when Jesus gave thanks and it multiplied for uh, the needs of others. And then there was 12 baskets left over, right? And then we looked at that story that there was a man named Andrew that spotted the boy. And then that man had a gift to spot. That man had a gift to connect. And that many of you have an Andrew anointing on your life. To connect people to Jesus, to connect people for jobs, to connect people to resources, connect people to, to uh, other resources to help them in their need and to see potential. That you may see the potential, that you may see the calling, that you may see faith, hope, and love in situations that look dire. This man saw a boy with a lunch, but Jesus saw multitudes being fed. Will you have Andrew eyes? Would you have little boy, like that boy willing to give the little that you have? And then Jesus, he made the disciples work. They had to put people in groups of hundreds. See, this did... Before miracles set in motion, there's management oftentimes. See, a lot of times, what's holding us back from our miracle is not our faith or God's ability, but our management. Because Jesus said, put them in groups of 100. That's work. Putting hungry people in groups is work. And in and, and, and one of the feedings, the disciples just came back from a missionary journey. When they went in twos to go preach. And they came back and they're telling Jesus about all this. And he says, you know what? It's not over. It's not over. Now you have to still serve. They were feeling good. They were feeling like they need a green room. They were feeling like they need to work on getting some professional pictures. They were, look, they were like doing a website. Doing a, a, their own Instagram. But then God said, no. Set these people up so I can feed them. And they had to put them in groups. You need a sense of spiritual authority. You need a sense of management. You need a sense of decorum. You need to know how to speak to people. To mobilize 5,000 men to get in order. And that anointing doesn't come cheaply. The anointing behind spiritual authority. The anointing behind management. You have to pay the price when no one is looking. So we talked about that miracle. There's a mindset. You know what gets managed, what gets measured, gets managed, what gets managed multiplies. How much more when you have a kingdom mindset? Because Jesus said, don't waste nothing. Gather the leftovers, put them in 12 baskets, and that boy must have went home with a surprise. 
he left with his little bag, his little sea town bag, and he came back with 12 Ikea bags. Amen. Right? And then we talked about blessings from prayer, relationship. We talked about trusting God with your operating system. Yeah, that's why we got to renew our minds and offer ourselves as living sacrifice. We have to change what excites us. You know, sometimes we have a relationship with certain people, new coworkers, and we don't know the story. And sometimes they've been traumatized. And so you ever work on a team, right? This is like white collar stuff, right? You're on a project management team. And there's certain people that they can only work when there's a last minute deadline. So they'll wait, they'll intentionally self-sabotage themselves because that's when they operate at their best. Not the team's best, their best. And we have to learn to change our, our we have some ways, beloved. We have some ways. And we have to let the Lord reparent us. We have to let the kingdom of God. And you know, we have to, there's healing that takes place when you deal with the cognitive dissonance that comes with your way is not always the best way. Whoa. You need a healing for that. You need humility for that. And then we talked about sowing and reaping. And I'm not going to harbor on that. I know that's pastor's favorite stuff to talk about. <laughs> you get it. And we talked about seeking and cherishing the intangible blessings. So this week, I want to share with you really quick about values, our church values. Maybe Brother Ethan can change the next one. So John 10.10 in the the second portion of New Living Translation says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Right? So this is the thief came to kill, still destroy. Now, this is a, a multiple meaning. The thief, we like, it's the devil, that devil. I hate the devil, right? It's, it's on site. I hate the devil. I hit him with a club in his head. But it's also talking about the thief was bad ministers, bad shepherds. Bad shepherds that just want to steal from the church. Bad shepherds, bad managers. You know, you ever see somebody who got laid off and they gave their life to that job? Their job description was their self-description. And they just got dropped like nothing. But Jesus Jesus said he wants to give us life, and life more satisfying, more abundant. And so we have a vision to be a church of leaders. A church of leaders that attend this church to fuel their faith and connect their agenda with God's kingdom. So our church is going to look different from other churches. We're never going to have a lot of people. I'm going to tell you the truth. Because cause, cause it's hard to find leaders. It's hard to find people that are the fulcrum of their family. It's hard to find people that are the needle movers in many multiple spheres in their life. But this is who God has called us to minister to. These people don't necessarily flock. The Holy Spirit has to draw these people. And so we're going to be a church of leaders, right? Jimmy and his family is a leader. His beautiful daughter and grandson live with him. He's a leader. The Pinellas are leaders. 
leaders, ministry to their family, opening doors for their family, helping their family. Leaders. Sister Stacy's a leader. Sister Carlina is a leader. And so we're a church of people that God is called to make an impact in their marketplace, make an impact in their community, make an impact at their jobs. And they come here, they get fueled, they learn some principles, and they go back. That I bet you if I go to some of your jobs, if I go to some of your gatherings, people, and I say my little, my little axioms, that people will say, that's what Javier says. That's what Vicky says. Because we come together and we learn these resources, we gather these weapons to make an impact. And to connect our visions, our dreams, our hope with the kingdom of God. Because sometimes we have to audit our ambitions. Why we want what we want. There's a thing called mimetic desire. That there's like implantings of what we want. And we have to let the Holy Spirit implant our goals. Implant our vision. Amen. So our church values is we want to be a church that's that focus on focus on Christ-centeredness. That we are convinced that Jesus' life, death, burial, and resurrection would form and inform every sector of who we are. We have a, a value of connection, that we are a community of people that connect with God, with each other, to become ambassadors in the kingdom and in the world. Celebration. We want to celebrate God, celebrate each other, celebrate new followers of Christ. We want to give folks flowers while they're still with us. Mm, come on. Amen. Collaboration. We aim to connect, cooperate, and collaborate without compromise. Now, you guys are smart enough to spiral this into your own life and to connect this into your own goals. So let's look at Christ-centeredness really quick. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 18. Paul writes, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. I mean, you could do a whole thesis on that. Come on, come on. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. I'm telling you, fam, Ephesians and Colossians are, are heavenly books. Verse 16. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms. Ooh, that's good. The heavenly realms. There's a seen and unseen. And on earth. He made things we could see and the things we can't see, such as thrones. Oh, this is for my spiritual warfare people. Such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Amen. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme all over all who rise from the dead, so he is first in everything. Brothers and sisters, we need to center our lives in Christ. And this way we can, be, we can handle anything that life throws at us. 
Now, Max Lucado says, you won't be immune to hardship, but you'll be able to face it with peace and strength that only comes through him. Christ-centered. And this is a lifelong endeavor. And the next thing, connection. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. And if you love philosophy, right? If you're like, I said, I, I need a, a reading, like a reading plan. You can't go wrong with Proverbs and Ecclesiastes to read together with some commentary. And if you want a, a book recommendation of philosophy, it's called uh, The Three Philosophies by Peter Kreeft, Dr. Peter Kreeft. And it talks about Job, Ecclesiastes, and Saga Solomon. But let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. It said, Two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And we look at the communal sense of faith when you look at the, the Lord's Prayer begins with our Father. Our. If you want to walk in the, in the power of God, you've got to walk, walk in the plurality of community, Christ-centered community. Dr. Martin Luther King says, we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Rick Warren says, we are, we are not saved to be selfish. We are saved to serve and we are saved to be in community. So that's connection. And so with connection, we need healing a lot of times. Because we need healing or we need wisdom. But I'm going to tell you the truth. This may not be the last church you attend. You may move to Opalaka, Florida. <laughs> Enjoy the first Opalaka Church of Christ, right? <laughs> and you go, don't tell me you know me. I got a lot of beef in Opalaka. <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll be detrimental to you, right? I can't go to Opalaka. Right? And so, but you may go to Opalaka. And you may think you want to do church like you do here. But you got to use wisdom. Because outer courts, inner courts, and holies are holies. And we got to be careful who we let in our inner courts. You can be anointed to have a million acquaintances, but God may only give you four covenant friends. And that's fine. That's fine. You know, one of the best miracles of Jesus is that he had 12 friends at 30. <laughs> Amen. That's a miracle, right? So, but we, but we need healing because we don't let certain people in. And then we need healing because of, of trauma when we don't know how to discern a safe place and we overshare. Yeah. And then people weaponize that against us. Yeah. Ooh, come on, guys. Come on. And so I just want you to be careful when you go to Opalaka, small group. You know, just be careful. You know? And at work, say, at work, same thing. You know? You have your friends, and you understand, you know, you, they got to start earning their trust. The Bible, you know, the Bible says, love God. It says, I love people, but trust God. <laughs> Right? All right. So connections. We got to let, let, let the Lord heal us and let the Lord deal with us. Amen? Celebration. 
Psalms chapter 118, verse 24. And the book of Psalms is mystical, mysterious, beautiful book. I wish you, like, I wish you a really long life so you could spend a year in Ephesians, a year in Colossians, a year in the poetic books. Because there's so much out there for you. There's so much wisdom and illumination and impartation, inspiration and revelation in these books. But the devil wants to keep you so busy you don't have time to read it. And the devil wants the Christians just to read about what they should read about. Devotions don't take the place of reading the word of God. They complement you in your journey of reading the word of God. You still need to make time. This is why stewardship is so important. You know why? Because we need to set up a system that allows us to center our faith, but still be faithful to our obligations. Center our faith first and set up systems that we can be faithful to our obligations at the same time. See, a lot of times if we center our obligations, we won't have any juice left for the faith. And this is why we need to learn systems. And this is why we need to learn routines and rituals to free us up to build our faith. Because the enemy is not going to just let you read your word. He's not going to be like, hey, hey, you got to read Ephesians now. No, he's not going to do that. <laughs> he's going to be like, what more real? <laughs> Psalm 24 says, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Joyce Meyer says, celebration is a choice. You choose to celebrate the good things in life rather than focus on the negatives. When God started his covenant people, he started feast. He gave them feast. He said, you you have been anointed to party. Right? Feast. Feast of this, feast of that, yeah. festival of this, festival of that, feast of this. And all Christians want to do is fast and, and cry. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Jesus used meals to connect with people. His first miracle without soiree. Is <laughs> at a wedding? The first miracle. It wasn't at a church service. It wasn't at a prayer service. It was at a wedding. Come on, man. Bing, 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 bing. It was at her wedding. <laughs> the new covenant, when he introduced the new covenant that changed the cosmos, he did it over a meal. When he, went, when, when he, when he came back for resurrection, right, and, and he was on the beach and Peter swam to him, he was cooking food for them. I bet you that fish was good, good. <laughs> he was cooking a meal for them. Right? Yeah, it was good. Well, he made a bonus for me, right? And then, and, and, and then when the church got built up, it said that they ate together every day and had everything in common. In Revelation, it talks about the, 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 the supper of the Lamb. We have to learn to be celebratory people without being sinful people. We got to learn to celebrate with our higher nature. <laughs> Amen? And just, not, not just our lower nature. And that's what comes with renewing our mind 
and, and connecting Christ. You know, one of my favorite thinkers, his name is Cornell West. You guys ever heard of Cornell West? I mean, just me, right? And he says, like, he says that he goes, I, 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 that he parties and drinks libations in Jesus' name, right? And he says, unto the Lord. I do everything unto the Lord, right? And so we have to learn to be people of celebration. Lastly, collaboration. And I hope that you realize this is not just for church, but this could be for our lives. Right? You go to work and they're having a, a baby shower. Don't always be like, no, no, I separate my life from work. I, uh, my work and, you know, my work-life balance. Let's go to the baby shower. Go put five hours in the car and have a good time. <laughs> Stop being that one. Right? They go, they go out after work and, oh, no, 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 there's demons and devils there. No, there's a free Jesus there. Collaborations, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Just as the body, though one, has many parts, but in all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. So in the Old Testament, you had tribes. In the New Testament, you have apostles. When Jesus was buried, two men who were in the inner circle showed up and showed out, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. Our church, we hope to learn to cooperate without compromise. Um, a great deal of fruit can emerge by finding one, what the Lord is already doing in our city and joining arms with people with the same covenant with the Lord in that work. We don't have to open a soup kitchen. We can find a church that's doing it, a church that's doing it unto the Lord, and we come in like special forces. When we were serving in, in that holding hands, Sister Stacy was there. Those volunteers that are there with, they looked at us like, oh, that's what's up. And they were hiding. Right, Sister Stacy? They were with their little coffee. They were hiding from, <laughs> they were hiding from us. They were like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and we're like, yo, what's everybody else doing? I'm like, I'm the only one. But we were a blessing to them. We were a blessing to them. I noticed that when Eddie and Ramon doing the government, like, there's only one other. That's cool. You have one every week. They're like, no, it's usually more, but you guys are here. <laughs> and that guy's big, right? So we want to be able to find what God's already doing. Amen. Last point. Lastly, conclusion. You already know God has called us to repent, declare Jesus as Lord, be baptized, live saved, sanctified, and set apart. Live among the world with a spirit of excellence and the expectancy of God's love and power in our lives. I pray that these values will help us flourish in life, work, and relationships. And there's a poem, a statement of, of the disciples that I want to read to you. The next one happened. Now, I thought John Maxwell wrote this, but nobody knows who wrote this. He was just the first one to publicize it. I am part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame vision, worldly talking, cheap giving, and dwarf goals. I am no longer in need of preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion, applause, or popularity. 
I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith. Lean on his presence. Walk by patience. I am uplifted by prayer and labor, by power. My pace is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way, my way is rough, my companions few, my guide is reliable, and my mission is clear. I cannot be brought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of the adversary, negotiate at the table of the enemy, pander at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up, until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes. Give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, who have no problem recognizing me, my banner will be clear. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just pray, Lord, for this beautiful church. I pray that we would, these values, Lord God, of putting you center in our life, connecting with people, celebration, collaboration, will all be done in the spirit of consecration. Raise up disciples, Lord. Raise us up, Lord, to be fearless, to be faithful, to stay focused. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.